Paris's Enterprises is using the power of business to create a better world through its group of companies and the Terraces Foundation. Terraces creates innovative solutions to tackle social issues, including homelessness, healthcare, and sustainability. Visit terraces.com to discover more. A local businessman called Seamus Kearney, God rest his soul, he's passed away now. And um, Kathy um, from the beauty salon at the bottom of Ogle Street, she was renting above him, above his premises in Four Ogle Street. And he approached me to say he, he wanted a hairdresser's downstairs and he says, have you ever thought of going out on your own? I said, no. And he says, um, what, why, you know, is it something you'd be interested in? And I just haven't really thought about it. And um, and, and that kind of ignited, ignited the thought. Yeah. And then I went back to him and said to him, you know, I, I, you know, this is something I think I, I could do. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I came from the school, I passed my GCSEs back then by the skin of my teeth. <laughs> you know, um, I was always the, the up for, Fun and I just seen life to be so exciting and it was too much to be stuck behind the desk every day. So yeah, I took my books out the night before my exam and read over my book from start to finish and put it up there to God, <laughs> left it to him. And uh, yeah, well, I, I passed my uh -huh. GCSEs, but I wouldn't tell you what I got. <laughs> Today I spoke with Petra Carroll, who for the last 37 years has been a well-known hairstylist in Armagh City Centre, 26 of those years in her salon on Thomas Street. Never one to take the conventional route, Petra details her journey from winging it at school to becoming the teacher in her own salon, regularly leading training sessions with her staff. Balance and mental health are of the utmost importance to Petra, and she discusses her own journey to finding balance in business. Patrick, thank you so much for having us down here to your gorgeous salon, Thomas Street, isn't that right? Yeah. And I just wanted to ask how long you've been in this in this unit. Uh, we'll be here 20 years this December. Yes. 2nd of December is the day we moved in. Um, 20 years this year. 20 years. Prior to that, I was over in Ogle Street, mm -hmm. the top of the street here, for Ogle Street, just under where Cathy's Beauty Salon is. I was there for six years. Um, so t in total, this November, I'll be in business 26th years 26 years yeah. here or all, all together. together all together yeah. very mm -hmm. good and you're right then into business mm -hmm. so what age were you roughly don't give me your exact age like oh well I've no problem I'm 53 <laughs> young and grown old disgracefully and um, I worked uh, I went to Dungannon Tack uh, and done two years in hairdressing in Dungannon I uh, came home from there and worked for a girl for, called Mary Knight and then went and worked for Brian Martins. And that would have been my big break. Um, you know, he was bringing in all the latest cuts and colours and everything really up to date. But I was never really properly trained um, as such until later on as in structure. I was always freehand, um, worked from the eye. In them days, you sat with a client with a magazine and you went through her magazine and you picked, you know, the her... Uh, the haircuts that you thought would suit them um also today that it's a mobile phone mm -hmm. <laughs> you're googling so things have really really changed since i've been in business but all for the good yes um never have really had a business plan as such and then i i've been doing hairdressing now 37 years um and um 
opened up on my own when I was 27. Um, but never actually decided this is the way I'm going to run a salon. I've always kind of been driven on the passion of her. Mm-hmm. Um, doing a, a great job and been satisfied myself along with the client. Client obviously is very important. They're her. But um, I also had a feel as if I give that client 100%. Um, and if the client wasn't sure, I never took a personal. You know, I, I worked and tweeted the style until she was comfortable too. Mm-hmm. Um, but it took my work very, very serious and been quite... Um, always, Petra, from day one, you always took it really seriously, did you? It was just... Yeah, well, I think that's part passion. of it. Yeah, because it was kind of... It's always reared up with the saying, Mummy always used a, a, an old saying, if you're going to do your job, you have to do it right. Mm-hmm. No half jobs in this house. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was my motto then. And... Um, so every client got 110%. Through a default of my own, I ended up running behind in appointments and stuff. And sometimes that wasn't too nice to run the receiving end of keeping people late. Yeah. But once I got into the chair and, and they realised the, the benefit or the, the commitment that I had into pleasing the, them, I, you know, that, that kind of came good then. Yes. You know, they always left happy and they keep coming back. Thank goodness, you know, uh, I have been very blessed in AMA with the support from local people and further afield mm-hmm. I have to say too. And what was it early days that you loved about it? It's clear you know that it is um, a passion. Is it the ability to be creative? It's or? My, uh, using your hands. Mm. I have a great eye for colours and shapes and not words was never although I could talk you to death <laughs> but uh, I wouldn't be very wordy or literal but I, I would see something, I'd see it completely different than anybody else. Um, so working with my hands was, a, you know, really get me excited to, to get my hands into somebody's hair and change their hair and work around their face. And, oh, my goodness, there's, there's no, no feeling like it. when it, And it just flows. The whole thing just goes together. Yeah. Um, rather than pinning it up in sections and, you know, um, been very structured. I prefer the free hand cutting. Yeah. Can do that now. At the early days, I wasn't trained that way. It was by by the eye. But um, so you would have been trained in in initially when you were starting to cut hair. It was sectioning and taking it all quite bit by bit. Was you it? You were trained very briefly in the tack because you tend to do you tend to do mod modules. Yes. You know her uh, cutting, colouring, permanent and stuff like that. So you got a, a wee brief overview on the basic um, guidelines of cutting yeah. but it wouldn't have been enough to actually um, come out saying that I'm qualified mm. you, you had to put that into practice and experience and I suppose my own energy kind of over, over, <laughs> overflew that because I'm very like yes I do flow and um, so when I come out I just automatically went into a uh, tweaking the basic guidelines in with my own and cutting down the rules and not working with structure so much. Um, when you were at school, even mm. were you always creative? Did you always have that yeah, sort of would, hands-on yeah, I would have been really, really good in art. Art yeah. would have been uh, one of my favourite subjects. Um, yeah, and, you know, even in my, in my, my, my books, you know, everything was bordered off with red and blue lines <laughs> across the top and yeah. fancy curly letters. And mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose... There was a bit of that going on in, in the school as well. Was there anybody in your family that was in... Yeah, hairdressing. My yeah. aunt, Kathleen, um, was a hairdressing that would have been my father's twin sister. 
Um, she opened a, a salon way back in, I suppose it would have been early 70s, no, maybe the 60s, in Katie. Mm -hmm. She worked in Katie. Uh, but then when she had her kids, you know, it was pretty hard to do the both. So she then closed the salon down. And then Kathleen Owens, his and horse up the street here, was here for a long, many year. Um, over, oh my goodness, I don't know how long Kathleen worked in the hairdressers. But um, his and hers, it was called. Mm -hmm. I'm sure some people will remember that. And that would have been a cousin's of my father. But not having said all that, my mother was a genius with her hair. Really? So I've, uh, when you think of it, maybe it's coming from both sides of the family. Yeah. Uh, she never went to the hairdressers. She never uh, could afford to go to the hairdressers. So she always done her hair herself. And my mum was called Mary Tennyson and mm -hmm. she was from Navin straight up here. And um, beautiful woman. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's obviously in the blood. Yeah, it was there yes. somewhere. And that's maybe mm -hmm. where you took your inspiration from then, early days. Yeah, Certainly I would have watched like her sitting back her. home. And yes. her, her, I'd been sitting on the bed and she'd sat and she'd have back home this her up. And, and then she'd combed it back. It them days of the beehives, yeah. you know. And then she'd sit and put her lipstick on. And I'm still like that with the lips. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I suppose that's where I first started to watch her create different shapes. Yeah. With the hair and being yeah. creative with her hair. Yeah. And then whenever you were in your twenties, then and you were thinking, right, I'm, I've got some training. Mm. What was the the sort of spark that made you want to go into business for yourself then? Um. You know, I really was. I was never really ambitious that way. I just fell into it by pure fluke. <laughs> um. There's um. A local businessman called Seamus Kearney, God rest his soul, he, he's passed away now. And um, Cathy um, from the beauty salon at the bottom of Ogle Street, she was renting above him, above his premises in 4 Ogle Street. And he approached me to say he, he wanted a hairdressers downstairs and he says, have you ever thought of going out on your own? I says, no. And he says, um, what, why, you know, is it something you'd be interested in? And I says, I haven't really thought about it. And um and and that kind of ignited ignited the thought, yeah. And then I went back to him and said to him, you know, I I you know this is something I think I I could do. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I came from the school. I passed my GCSEs back then by the skin of my teeth. <laughs> you know, um, I was always the the up for fun, yeah. and I just seen life to be so exciting, and it was too much to be stuck behind the desk every day. So, yeah, I took my books out the night before my exam and read over my book from start to finish and put it up there to God, <laughs> left it to him. And, uh, yeah, well, I, I passed my uh -huh. GCSEs, but I wouldn't tell you what I got. <laughs> but obviously they were putting obstacles up in my way, you know, hairdressing and, and down. I love people and yeah. communicating with people was the road for me. And this so, is the thing, the exams mm -hmm. aren't to be all and end all for somebody Definitely then not. looking to no. go into business for no. themselves. As long as you have yeah. a drive and a passion, there's no reason why you can't. Yeah. And, sure. and you know, I have since found that I, I've actually been dyslexic. And right. that was never picked up in school. Um, because I think in a way, because of my personality, I was able to talk my way out of everything. <laughs> and in them days, the tests were general... Um, what do you call them? Um, you, you choose, you get an answer. Oh, multiple choice. Multiple choice. Yes. And I was great at eliminating what sounded ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Down to, oh, well, I'll go for that one. That sounds... Yeah, it sounds <laughs> so, right. Yeah. So um, 
I suppose and that there bluffing it kind of came into this early days of the hairdressing as well. You know, someone would show you a style and you're like, ah, ah, what? How do, we do? <laughs> How do you do this? But I winged it. And, yeah. you know, it always, um, I suppose, I had a natural talent for winging it. <laughs> You've been doing it for long enough. Yeah. And then whenever you sort of thought and you made that decision, right, I'm going to open my own business over there. And was it Ogle Street, did you say? Yeah. What did you have to do? Was the salon set up for you? Or? Oh, God, no, no. no. Um, I had uh, the credit union, thanks very much. It came to my, my, my yes. saving grace. And um, but Seamus guided me with workmen. I didn't know who tilers were, you know, what tilers to use um, plumbers, people like that. So he helped me with contacts mm -hmm. and um, just got a loan out of the credit union. And I, th I opened up that business on seven thousand. Really? That was the loan. Yeah. Gosh, you couldn't do that now. I don't no, think. no, be no. hard. And that was hard. that was uh, actually. You know, but back then it wasn't like color coordinated. There was tiles mm. on the floor and there was paint on the walls and, you know, there was a key in the door. Yes. <laughs> it wasn't like this salon that everything's, you know, color coordinated and it all has to flow, you know. Um, so it was completely different. But here it done the job. Exactly. And it was a starting point. And it was a starting point. And um, I hit the ground running and never looked back from that moment. It's really hard work, long yeah. hours, you know, I was working... Oh my goodness, I would have been working five days a week with uh, two late nights and a training night. So you're saying so you did have there would have been three 12 hour days in that. Did you have staff from day one then? There would have been me and we Dimpna Smith. Right. She would have been a wee girl that had um I had worked with before and she worked with me for about 10 years before she left and went to Dundalk. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, another girl then joined me, another stylist later on. When I was finding my feet a bit more, yeah. And then my niece, Kira, mm -hmm. she um she's actually with me from the very start. Uh, she came in on her school uniform the Friday I opened on a Friday, um, and arrived in after school and rolled up her sleeves <laughs> and she's been here since. Still here. She's here since and she's just uh she came when she was about fourteen mm -hmm. and she's now forty. God bless her soul sticking me all these years and uh, she's been a rock to me of yeah. absolute rock couldn't have done it without her she's just been the steadfast the steady one the grounding one while I flap all around the place yeah. you know that's the thing <clears throat> you know I'm, I'm, I'm sure you would agree that when you go into business you need those people yeah. around you don't yeah. you it's yeah. really hard to do it just by yourself unsupported yeah and did you, you sound like you had a lot of people supporting you early days oh uh, yeah like I mean and you know when you look back it's all been women Right. You know, there's been a great network of women um, and with me at the forefront, I suppose, when you think of it. Um, and even though, you know, I get my passion from seeing the, there's staff with me now that has came to me when they're 14, 15, 16. They're, you know, as I say, Kira's 40, there's another one, 37. They've grew up here. Mm -hmm. And to see them um, transform and grow and expand into it, absolutely superb hairdressers yeah. and to have the knowledge that they have I, I actually I am very very proud of them all you know I would say yeah, yeah I really am because you can see them all going through their different stages of their life mm -hmm. um from um discovering drink in their teenagers <laughs> teenage years coming in on a Saturday morning hangover yeah. um getting past that bad stage to you know a more settling stage and then looking forward to their weddings and then their their babies yeah. and christenings and and then um 
and now you know then just going through all of that with them and any other stuff that comes their way but um yeah very blessed loads and loads of women we've had the odd uh boy we had a lovely character mm-hmm. once called darn and um He's now working in Belfast. He was very colourful. Yeah. Um, and we had not so many men. And, you know, I'm not against. I'll no. be up for it. I think they bring a lovely balance to mm-hmm. a working floor. But unfortunately, they don't. It still seems to I be. I think they're quite, quite a, intimidated by the amount of women that's in yeah. here. <laughs> it still seems to be a very sort of female orientated industry, yeah. though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And you do definitely see more male hairdressers coming out and, and uh, starting up their own businesses as well. Mm-hmm. And there has been, I mean, there's a, was there one in Hillsborough? Forgive me if I'm wrong. The, um, Shane. Shane. Um, Shane Bennett. Shane Bennett. And long-standing, yeah. you know, but there's there's definitely more males, but it is still Andrew Mulvana as well in Belfast. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> come to my mind, he's done really well mm-hmm. for himself, you know. And then the girls that you have here working for you, you're doing sort of constant training with them, are you, yeah, What way yeah. does that work? Uh, we have a... a a massive training budget every year that we use for this um, and it's put back into the training of the staff um, there's three colour specialists in my salon um, and that is pretty rare because it's really really expensive it's to do it's a degree um, in colour it's very scientific um, normally that's the thing too I love to share my knowledge mm-hmm. and I love to share um, um I love to see people growing and expanding and become the best hairdresser that they can do. And I will line them with all the tools that they need and um, the courses and everything else. Um, because it's just, I don't do it because I feel that um, I should do it. I, I, I get joy out of seeing them mm-hmm. really, really doing well. And um, the colour specialist is something... A lot of places kind of hold for themselves, you know, the head, you know, the owner of the salon would have it, nobody else would have it. I, I've always believed in sharing um, and giving your staff the opportunity and paying them well and respecting mm-hmm. them for what they do for you, yeah. you know, because they are your business. And it's clear that that has worked for you, Pedro, because yeah. the girls are here a long time, yeah. the majority yeah. of yeah. them. So I'm being flexible. Mm. You know, I was running the business and I was trying to get the balance between having a business and family. And this job is so demanding physically and mentally. Yeah. Um, and getting the balance between the two was a real struggle for me. Um, so I don't want to see my staff struggling the way I struggled. So I am extremely flexible with ours and I will work around them. Whatever suits them works for me. Um, and... Um, yeah, and you know it has worked. It has. It's, You're very close knit team. We and are. Yeah. Saying, I mean, you have quite a lot of nights out together yeah. and days away and things, which again, it just builds morale yeah. too, doesn't yeah. it? It helps keep. We the are, team we're close. we're like a a very close family, mm-hmm. and you know you have um, um members that come and go, but we still all stay in contact. You know, there's never any bad feelings. Yeah. Um, and a great believer in you know people bring something to you at the time and you know they're entitled to go off and do their own thing as well that our journey's never on the same path forever um there'll be some people that will stop off earlier and some people that comes the full uh road with you and that's and uh, that's all good mm-hmm. and and I'm actually really uh proud of myself for you you have um you know in and talking about myself and in, in in the respect that you know, you, you train someone, you give them skills that they can 
travel the world with. Mm-hmm. They'll have it all their life. You know, you've, in, you've given them a, a standard of life um, that they can go and, and they're, they're, they're so well trained that they could work for anyone. And, you know, we've had girls leaving and moving to different towns and working in salons that they're even better qualified than, than the actual person on the floor that owns the salon. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I, yeah, when I look back, I'm really proud of all that, you know, yeah. because you've, you've helped people. And that's what I'm all about, empowering the women, yeah. empowering the feminine. <laughs> um, and uh, that's happening. The women's coming through and this salon is very much um, that. We're, we're at the front line of, you know, helping any young um, girl or male, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, bringing them through and bring them on a beautiful journey and, and setting them off to uh, spread the wings. Exactly. Yeah. And would you get many that come from SRC on placement or things like that? Or? We do, yeah. 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 That's pro- probably how um, I would get most of my Saturday staff mm-hmm. uh, through placement from tax and stuff, you know, so they kind of come through, you know, you, you'd have them during the week and then you'd, you'll know if they're a keeper. Yes. And then you usually introduce them into working for, for you on a Saturday and then as other staff progress on the floor and move up, then your salary staff fill their shoes. Yes. Yeah. And would all the girls participate in training people? Yeah, the, we, we, the we do. Mm-hmm. Um, I normally do the cutting. Kira does colouring. Um, Natasha has trained and um, Grace has trained. It's usually us four that do most of the training. Um, but uh, and again, I'm very visual. So Grace would be very structured, very literal. So she'll train more of that that uh, um, member staff that's more into the more literal and um, needs things drew out for them. I'm very uh, visual, and I train the staff that kind of works with me that way. Mm-hmm. So we uh, th- through the years I've discovered, you know, through yeah. um, um, what would you say? You're able to sort of cater for different learning styles, maybe, yeah. aren't you? With yeah. the staff that you have, you've yeah. all. Like you say, you're bringing something different. Each, yeah. each person yeah. brings something different. And if you have the good work ethic and you want to stay in this salon and I, you know, you, you and you have that drive and passion, but you mightn't be an all-rounder, mm-hmm. I will see that in you and I see your strengths and I'll empower you in them strengths and send you down that um, learning road for that particular mm-hmm. thing, whether it's colouring, cutting, up styles, extensions, you know, I'll find your own being niche and I'll really zoom in on that. So you'll feel um, that you're on the same level as everybody else. Yeah. There's nobody any better here. Some people might have more experience, but they share their experience with the staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if there's staff, uh, if there's customers coming in and there's a difficult colour, you know yourself, Kelly, mm-hmm. everyone would stand around and talk and discuss that colour as a team. And um, so no one feels beneath anyone else. We yeah. share everything. We yeah. work together, and we're, there's no one better than anyone. Um, and we just want to see a good job. Yeah. And we want to see the the client looking her best, and most of all, them being happy yeah. with what they've got. I was going to ask you because your team is so cohesive here, mm-hmm. and you all work so well together. I was going to ask you, what do you think the secret is to that good teamwork? Do you think it is just that you're all so I I would say equal in a sense that you do recognize that? Yeah. It's a hard one. I, you know, I think you you know, there's no there's no bitchiness 
Yeah. You know, to be frank. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't come from the top down. Mm-hmm. And um, praise and treating people with respect. And see, everyone has different personalities. You'll have the chatty ones. You'll have the quiet ones. You'll have the what the drama queens. <laughs> is seeing them and allowing them to be themselves and not taking it personal. And uh, so that somebody comes in and they're having a bad day, you know, they say, oh, you're like an empty today, aren't you? Yeah. What happened? <laughs> you know, you just, it's not like, mm, yeah. there's none of that. And then they'll come round. Yeah. You know? Because as a boss, <laughs> you do seem to be, you're so lighthearted, Petra. Yeah. And do you think that helps keep everything really good? Surely, yeah. yeah. I hate, yeah. I, um, I hate, uh, having to be strict and I have to be very honest very, I, I don't have to speak to the, my staff very often mm-hmm. um, very rarely you know on occasions sometimes yes but um, even at, at that you know I'll, you know you, you, you speak to them on a level of understanding and um, it's respect really, and showing it? respect mm-hmm. yeah there's no you know coming down with a I'm the boss and you'll do this. Mm-hmm. There's no that because, you know, we're all here to have a good time. Yes. Not um, a bad time. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing that can't be fixed. You know, there's nothing that can't be solved. Mm-hmm. It just takes a wee bit of human nature and a wee bit of uh, respect and understanding and passion. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And over the years, all of this training and everything mm-hmm. has found it led to some awards, have you? Oh yeah, we have. Yes, You've been successful. Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh, um, we have um, won the Loyal Colour Trophy um, region, which that was a real big bonus because after that for such a long time, there's one, 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 and oh, um, yes, your numbers. Yeah, and we have. Um, oh, could you know what? I've just taken a blank. <laughs> your award. It's not about awards. It's not about awards. You see, I've actually just taken a blank. Um, we have won awards. Unfortunately, I can't remember them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we won the there's Ulster Tatler. There's that many. Petra. We won the Ulster Tatler. We've won business. I've won Businesswoman of the Year. Um, yeah. So there have been awards. There has. Alana <laughs> so has many. won awards for extensions. Yes, uh, honestly, I don't know. So don't, many. But yeah. you know, just um, for anybody who doesn't realise why you're pointing out one, 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 we'll have to get on to the topic of well, we'll we'll approach it as balance. Yeah. Work life balance. Yeah. I know that you have. Mm-hmm. You're a very spiritual person. Mm-hmm. And um, tell us about your hobbies and the things you enjoy then outside of work. Yeah. Well, balance. I suppose um, balance wasn't a thing that existed in my life. It, I was very much, which I know now because I'm learning and on my spiritual journey and learning um, learning why I was the person that I was. And I was running on a masculine energy. Mm-hmm. The doer, 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 goer, goer, goer. And wasn't working on the the feminine energy as well at all. So um, and it was a it was a drive in me, but you know nothing was ever in, enough. You know you 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 would um, reach one challenge and you're looking for another one, mm-hmm. and uh, to to the extent I, I practically worked myself into the ground, and um, so yes, when you talk about business. My advice for any young person going out in business is balance. Yeah. Getting the balance, but especially a woman where you have your children and you want to be there to nurture them. You want them, you want to grow them, uh, you want them to grow up as rounded and perfect as they possibly can. And you want to give them the tools to go out into the big world. 
And when you're working 50 hours plus a week and having three kids, that was a real challenge. Uh, so I found that my kids were seeing the worst in me. They were seeing me coming home tired, drained, um, exhausted, and they were only seeing the shell of me. So balance has been the turnaround for me, where I am now. Um, as a person, as a boss, as a wife, as a mother, I have found balance in my life. And that's through um, my energy medicine. Yes. Um, I, I had two, two, two or three years ago, I started on a course of self-healing. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, it, and in that, I was learning how out of balance I was. Mm -hmm. We have feminine energy and we have masculine energy. And if you're in one more than the other, you either either be too high all the time or you be too low or you're standing off and putting off and things like that. So having your your energy uh, in line is so important to achieving um, contentness and happiness within. Mm -hmm. It's not the material things. Uh, although I've, you know, I have been very successful in business and it's offered me a wonderful life. But I still had that drive in me. You know, yeah. I still wasn't happy within. So I had to go within and start healing. Mm -hmm. And um, healing just, you know, lifetime trauma, traumas and even ancestral traumas. Mm -hmm. And um, that was a shamanic course that I, I took upon. Energy medicine and shamanic. And I finished my master's there recently in June and I'm starting my teachers in October. And what was that in Pepper? It's a pretty new, um, it's called Mystic Healing and Shamanism. And it's a very new course. It's run by Sissy Williams. And Sissy Williams um, has, um, you do NLP in this course. So you're combining uh, the subconsciousness how the mind works, breaking down structures and limited um, ideas that we have of ourselves. And you bring in that person to a point where they know where that has grew from. Mm -hmm. And then you use the energy medicine to shift it and take it out of their um, their energy field. Yeah. We hold that within. Mm -hmm. When we are, as children, if we have been disappointed, uh, it's not... The disappointment that we remember it's the energy of that disappointment that we remember so throughout our lives that can kind of layer up layer up layer you know mm -hmm. continue to layer and even and they say oh I can't do that no I can't do that why can you not do that because they feel that they uh, they have limited themselves subconsciously mm -hmm. and um, so NLP is the questions you ask someone to see, let them stand back and see what they're saying and noticing. And then you trace that back to where it started. And then the energy medicine comes in and clears it out of that person's um, body. Yeah. And it does work. It's amazing. And did you always have like this self-awareness of, of how these energies work within you? Or did that come later on, Petra? When did you start to take an interest um, in that? I've always been very into nature. Very, you know, um, in a funny sort of way, you know, I've always had dogs all my life, always walked the fields and the riverbanks, river but never felt alone. So there was, I was always switched on. There was something out there. 
And you know what? I have been very guided and been very lucky throughout life. You know, things I've things have just kind of came my way. Mm -hmm. And I do believe now that's, you know, that's the powers of these sort of thing. Um, so I, uh, there's a customer that bought me a book called Angels in My Hair mm -hmm. for Christmas. And it, I, I, remember, I remember reading this book and my hands were getting hot. They were heating up and my heart was going and the feeling yeah. was just amazing. I was like, yes, 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 I understand this. And then there was another book by Eileen McCourt called Living the Magic. And it was an amazing book that angels in my hair connected to my heart. Yeah. And then I got another book from another customer the following year for Christmas. And it was called Living the Magic. And it was more of a spiritual book for beginners. And when I was reading it, it was it just totally made sense to me. And it just kind of started from there. Then I, start, I went and so, uh, actively found out who Eileen was. She, she lives in Warren Point. She's, uh, so that was great. Made contact with her. And she taught Reiki. So I, I ended up doing my Reiki 1 and 2 with her and different types of attunements. And that's this has gone on now 10, 15 years. Um, so this was all part of my self-healing, connecting mm -hmm. to my, my body, um, not living in my head, listening to my pains and aches. Yeah. You know, instead of saying, where's the paracetamol? Exactly. You know, yeah. and, um, and that led me then to Sissy Williams. Mm -hmm. And this, this is very new and it's it's I can't tell you how magic it is, how it works. You know, when you take a person through that healing journey and that session and you have shifted a stagnant energy that they've held on to. Um, and you've also opened their eyes to allowing them to see what really was going on. And it's it's just, it is life changing. It has changed my life. Mm -hmm. uh, I am in a really happy place now. Um, I'm very grounded, very level. Um, I don't tend to worry. We wake up in the mornings and we feel um, nausea or stressed. Stressed, and then you your head goes into story. <clears throat> what am I stressed about? Mm -hmm. And then you think, oh yes, it's that. And then you magnify that, yeah. and then that's what you stick your mind to all day, and 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 that feeling that comes up in the morning when you waken, that is the stagnant energy that we have suppressed, that we have never allowed to come up and deal with. Mm -hmm. So that's what this energy medicine is all about. So, you and know, there's bound to have been sometimes over the years. I mean, because you've been in business mm -hmm. for so long, have there been years where it has been really particularly stressful, or something has happened? Um, that have it's just been hard for you to get through. Um, when I was when I was having my babies, mm -hmm. I, I didn't take time off. Um, I took very few. I, I would have worked up to the, practically the day they were born. Um, I had a couple of weeks off. I had sections, so that would have been. And I can remember with Jude, my last wee boy, uh, sitting up after being sectioned. With the laptop doing the PYEs. Yeah. Completely nuts. Yeah. Uh, nobody That's, else could do that. I had to do that. It was the control. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But my early days um, created me. But I ended up using that in a positive way. Yes. So the control that I created around myself 
I put it into business. I'm not recommending this, by the way, but no. I just this <laughs> it's is, how it helped you. It's how it helped yeah. me, and um, but I I I, I have uh, learned to delegate. Delegate. Mm-hmm. I've learned to um, step back and hand over responsibility to my staff and um and they obviously they would learn from me as well mm-hmm. you know they've been on this journey with me so they can see the change they can see um but i always had that great um care of the people around me and you know looking after them and putting them before me sometimes yeah. you know which wasn't so I've learned in that respect to, to start being kinder to myself. Yeah. I was great at looking after everyone else, but I never looked after myself. I come down the list. My health come down the list. My physical health, my mental health. It you know, I just pushed myself on. So the 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 energy medicine has been a healer for me. For me and uh, for allowing me to be kinder to myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, to respect myself, to uh, turn up for myself, um, to um, laugh at myself mm-hmm. and not care that, um, okay, you didn't pronounce the word properly <laughs> or, you know, I just say, no. you know, I, I embrace all of that yeah. and, um, yeah, and not to judge myself, mm-hmm. you know, the judgment on your own self. A lot of people in business probably feel a bit scared to relinquish control or to delegate yeah. or to take time off, mm. but... From what you're saying, it's for the benefit of you that you have been able to do those things. Yeah. You see, um, control can be quite a negative thing and it can be a positive. My control was coming from my experiences as a child. So I was controlling my environment. And it was a very safe environment and a very pretty, beautiful environment. This salon to work in is, is a lovely place. It wasn't a dark, dingy horrible place to be because I am generally a very light bright person and I create that energy so uh, but as everyone was enjoying that I never give myself time out yeah so it was finding the balance of creating that time out for me and uh, stepping back and being kinder to myself Mm -hmm. and you would have probably great advice to give anybody and I know now is particularly a difficult time to open Mm -hmm. a salon or to Mm -hmm. go out in business Mm -hmm. for yourself with the costs Mm -hmm. rising and all the Mm -hmm. rest but do you have any advice Patrick for anybody that was thinking about Uh, my biggest advice to any young girl or male uh, going out in business Mm -hmm. would be don't go out to um, make money Go out to be the best that you can be. Mm-hmm. Um, follow through with always looking after your own mental health first. Learning to say no. Mm-hmm. Uh, not squeezing in that extra appointment because you feel you don't want to say no. Um, have have a, a, a good working structure and um, so that you can do the best work that you can do and you can charge accordingly to that because you feel that you have done a good job Um, sometimes we all can be busy bees and we need to work smarter not harder and you want to be able to see yourself in 30 years time been fit and well physically uh, to enjoy 
your retirement. Paris's Enterprises is using the power of business to create a better world through its group of companies and the Taris's Foundation. Taris's creates innovative solutions to tackle social issues, including homelessness, healthcare, and sustainability. Visit taris's.com to discover more.